And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, welcome back then for our final session. Uh, I just had a very, very quick look. Uh, no news, which we'll take as uh, good news. Still no confirmation of Mason Clark going off to uh, to Coventry, so we will take that as a win. Um, it's looking uh, like, hopefully, this is going to turn out to be a, I guess we'd have to say, a successful window. I'm quite interested, uh, people that are watching live, i, I just summarise if this is a successful window, because I feel like I'm getting carried away and persuaded by by people that we're we're talking to. Um, biggest signing, I guess, that we have to, uh, well, I suppose, steer maybe potentially. Um, most exciting signing, and certainly for me, is Ola Kaby from uh, Brentford. So I'm delighted to welcome uh, Billy from the B-Sotted uh, Brentford pod, blog and vlog. Uh, good evening, Billy. How are you doing? I'm not bad. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Uh, I've just got to say, B-Sotted is possibly the greatest name for a uh, club-specific podcast uh, in the country. When I, when I saw that, it made me it made me laugh out loud. I won't laugh. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, we try to we try to make people happy. Like I'm saying, we're, we're very childish, so we uh, anything <laughs> we can do. To be fair, actually, we've been actually going for uh, about thirty years. We started in 1990. Wow. So, yeah, we started as a fanzine in 1990, and as you do, you morph into the to the modern age. So to we're... the modern era, yeah. And uh, interestingly, you join us on our very first live show. So as much as we've been going six years, we finally took the plunge and uh, and hit the live button. So exciting yeah, yeah, times yeah. for uh, for us. It's, um, it's funny you should say that actually, because we actually did a live podcast as well. I remember when we were in the championship as well, and you get really excited for transfer windows, you know, transfer deadline day. And so we did this live podcast from the pub. We all piled down the pub, did this live podcast, and literally nothing happened. It was, it was really difficult. You yeah. sitting there trying to make news, and there's just nothing going on. Nothing so, going on. Uh, hopefully, yeah. you've been a little bit more excited today. Well, no, no news is good news, if I'm honest, for Posh. Uh, you mentioned about your championship season there, and I guess we need to just quickly start with uh, the certain player that, uh, let's say, helped you through that championship season, a certain Ivan Tony. Uh, I've been out the loop for the last hour and a half because, um, obviously, I'm you know trying to balance several plates at the moment. I'm assuming Ivan Tony is still a Brentford player. Uh, we've got half an hour to go, don't we? So, uh, you know, you, you, you want me to try and jinx it now, didn't you? So, we want so, the cash, uh, I'm not going to lie. So, yeah. so um, yeah. well, to be fair, actually, you probably want, we probably get more cash if we sold him in, 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 in the summer. So he's probably wanted to hold off. But now at the moment now, and, you know, the good thing about, like I say, at Besotted, because we're, again, we're, you know, compared to all the clubs around us in the Premier League, we're a, a relatively small club. 
so we get you know lots of contacts within um, certain areas. And the word that we've heard from weeks is that Ivan Tony is not going to go this window unless probably somebody turns up with a wheelbarrow, <laughs> literally of cash, and says, "Here you go." And and that was unlikely to happen. So um, I, I I don't think he's going to go, but I'm touching wood. Uh, it, looks, it looks like he's going to stay. And for, for everything that's happening to us at the moment now, it just doesn't really make any sense for us for him, for anybody. He wants to go to the Euros. It's better for him to go to Euros if he's playing for a team week in and week out than yeah. sitting on the bench and keeping his fingers crossed and, you know, going to a team that might have their manager sacked in a few weeks' time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's very true. I mean, as posh fans, we've, I mean, we're still obsessed with him now. Hence, you know, this is the first thing that you and I have talked about. He's, um, I'll say one of, I won't say the, because we're joined by one of the greatest posh strikers. Um, but he's certainly one of the greatest posh strikers that we've uh, we've ever had. And kind of came out of nowhere, if I'm honest, because he, he the, the season that he kind of really took off, all our kind of hopes were pinned on Mo Issa. It was, you know, Ivan Tony was this kind of OK player that was going to play second fiddle. And then out of nowhere, just became absolutely world class. And we've always championed the fact that he's going to go on and, um, you know, kind of, play for England and, uh, and make it to the big time. Uh, I guess as Brentford fans, you would kind of echo that now. But does he, I know that he's occasionally been what you could potentially argue is relatively disrespectful to the club. Where do the Brentford fans hold Ivan Tony at the moment? Close to the hearts or kind of an arm's length? I think it's, once I say it's split, at the end of the day, you know, he's coming to do a job and he does a job and he does it very well. Um, I think that there, there, there are some fans who are not particularly happy with some of the comments that he's made in the past. And also they think that probably that he could have just, you know, when he's come out of uh, his uh, his penance time, he should have just come out and just basically just been quiet and just gone in and just done his job and don't say anything. But, you know, Ivan Tony does as Ivan Tony does, as we say, and he's done his interviews. He said what he has to say. We're quite, um, we're quite philosophical with Ivan Tony. We know what he's like. We know that he's a very confident person. We know he's a very good player. He's confident within himself. Our argument is that, you know, same example when he came back and said, look, you know, if a bigger club wants to come for me. Ah, I've lost connection to London, possibly. Just while we try and get Billy back, uh, CMS, uh, just mm. quickly, it's, he's hit the ground running since he came back from what was a, a really lengthy uh, ban. I've put him straight in my fantasy football team, I should add as well. Um, how much strength does that take mentally for him to come back? He's hit the great scored in both the games that he's, he's played since he came back from his suspension. That's a huge... Um, that's a huge win for his mental strength. The fact that he can just kind of come straight back and uh, and start scoring again, like he's not been away. A hundred percent, hundred percent. It it shows how mentally strong he is that to be gone for that long um, and kind of like waiting and waiting and waiting and obviously ultimately to come in and score. I think it, I think that probably was fantastic for him to score in the, the first game. He comes back, just takes all the pressure off. Um, and then he, he's, he's kind of back. But to sit there and wait for the eight months to get on that pitch and then all the eyes on you, everyone's expecting you to come and score. And so that's where that mentality is. Everyone's expecting you to do something special and for him to kind of take that on his shoulders and go, I'll show you I can do it. And to do it back to back. Yeah. What, what a fantastic player he is and, and what mental strength that he has to, to do that. 
Yeah. Uh, Billy, welcome back. All you were missing there is uh, posh legend Craig McHale-Smith basically just uh, backing up what you were saying there about uh, Tony is going to go on and and take over the world. And I guess the reason we've got a vested interest in that next move is because of the fact that we've got that sell-on fee. Now our chairman has played down just how much that's going to be. I guess selfishly, we kind of wanted him to go this window. (laughs) And I know you don't want to hear that. but we could do with that cash. Now, there were rumours that it was going to be 100 million, uh, potentially. And as a um, as a posh fan, even a 20% sell-on fee, I mean, that's huge for the club. Yeah. I know it doesn't factor in as a as a Brentford fan, but um, you feel... Oh, no, like it's, a, it's a lot of money for... I mean, it's, it's a lot yeah. of money for us. Don't forget, you know, Ivan Tony was pretty much our record signing a few years ago. So I think, you know, we're, we're, not, we're in no... Listen, we're in no qualms. Listen, we're in the Premier League, but um, we're just happy to be there at the moment now. And it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a weird league to be quite honest with you, because there's all this ridiculous money flying around and all these ridiculous things happening. And honestly, it's it's quite bizarre. Um, we're here enjoying it. We're we're upsetting a lot of people, um, as you would do. You know, clubs like you know looting us. You know, just coming in and upsetting a lot of people, and we're just kind of getting on with it. But we're under no qualms about how much this money is going to do for us and will do for you and do for everybody else. And that's how clubs like us survive. And, um, you know, Ivan Tony, you know, came in for 5 million. Yeah. hundred million. Probably the reason why he isn't going to get sold this window is because it is a hundred million. And at the moment now, clubs and their cash flow is at how they're going to find this money in the middle of a, of a, of a, of a, of a, of a transfer of a, of a season. At the end of the season, you've got players coming and going. So it's different. So you've got different cash flow scenarios. I mean, we sold David Raya, um, as you know, last window, and we sold him. But the way we had to sell him is that we had to do this jiggery pokery to make it look like it was a loan deal, whereas we were really going to get the money because Arsenal, big old Arsenal, couldn't afford to buy him straight out of hand. So we had to kind of cash flow them the situation. And there's a lot of that going on at the moment now. So we're under no qualms. But trust me, you know, if Ivan Tony, unless he breaks his leg or something like that, and I'm going to say, t- fingers crossed as well, like I hope he doesn't do, um, you know, we know that he's going to go in the summer um, and he'll go for, you know, as long as he does what he's doing at the moment now, probably similar to what we're talking about. Because if you look at, you know, players like Richarlison, who went for 60 million, you know, Brennan Johnson, whatever he went for, you know, and, you know, and, and these, these, these clubs, and it's, it's really weird in the Premier League, they, they'll go to Italy or Spain and they'll go, they won't blink and sign somebody for hundred million pounds. But the idea of signing somebody from Brentford, you know, for hundred yeah, million, it just, it's just can't, can't happen. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how yeah. good the player is. So, um, luckily, we're not in the situation like we were years ago, where we sold DJ Campbell to to Birmingham City for five hundred thousand when we were top of Division Three because we were just yeah. desperate for that, and it just it's stopped us from cash. getting promotion at the time. Um, um, we're not in that situation at the moment now, so we can actually hold off until somebody comes and actually pays us and uh, what we think it's worth, which is probably quite similar to what you do with uh, with DMAC. And 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 your boys in the in in the camp there they 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 hold off they they look for their price. Um, yeah. do, do, do you do you do you know about the story about um the the Ivan Tony original sale? Do you know about the story about that and the, and the director of football what he said? It was quite bad actually. It's very Go Brentford. On. So <laughs> it, was the, it was the previous window. So we obviously we sold him in the summer, but we actually came for him in the winter. And again, as besotted, we found out quite early on. We we know from our source that we'd gone in, but we're going in for Ivan Tony. Um. Um, and that and that time we had Ollie Watkins who was playing up front for us. So we had Ollie Watkins and we thought, let's listen, we bring in up this guy Ivan Tony. So I did the we did the research on him. We actually did a little piece on that. We thought, okay, we're going in for Ivan Tony. So we went to Peterborough and we said, like, we'd like Ivan Tony. And I think you said it's gonna be 10 million pounds. And in the end, I, I, if I believe rightly, I think you were trying to do a deal where you wanted to try and kind of sell him at the, at the in the summer. 
And you went to our director of football. You said, look, £10 million, we want him now. Director of football went, you know, um, why, why don't you want to sell him now? Um, in, the, in the minute, he goes, you get, because you're going for promotion. And this is such a Brentford thing. He goes, but you've only got 10% chance of promotion, right? And he, and he said this to, um, it was to, I think it might have been to DMAC, if it wasn't, it was to Barry Fry. And I think they were all up in arms. I said, what do you mean? He goes, but, but you've only, and that's, that's how Brentford operate. They're just like, this is what the odds are. This is what we was, you know, so if we're 10% chance of promotion, we wouldn't, we would, we wouldn't, um, we wouldn't buy a player to try and get promoted. Or we, if we had to, we'd sell a player if we needed to. And he said it to you. And apparently you were so up in arms. You're like, right, that's it. We're not having it. We're keeping on to him. And then, and then sort of kind of the following season, obviously you didn't quite go up. You sold him. And um, yeah. Played out well in the end. Yeah. A bit cheeky. So you buy, sell club, isn't it? Uh, just, uh, I suppose, wrapping up, one player that obviously we did want to talk to you about um, is uh, Olakibi, who we've signed uh, on loan from Brentford. A lot of Pashan's getting quite excited about this. Seems like quite a young flair player, good at dribbling, uh, can play both sides as well. Uh, what do we need to know about this young winger? Um, I, 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 uh, um, again, as Brentford, um, we used to have an academy and we got rid of the academy when we were in the championship because it was costing us a lot of money and any time a player was any good, they just that basically Man United or Man City would just nick them off us. And, it's, and our owners like, listen, we've developed that player for six years now. And then you've nicked us off us. And then what, you're going to give us, what, 100 grand? Because what do, what do I need 100 grand for? So we scrapped the academy and we started this B-team system, which has been really, really good for us. And what they did is that basically from 17 years old, if you could sign a full contract, but there you go, you sign to our B-team. And then what we'll do is that they instead of playing in these under-18s or under-21s leagues, they'll go and take this team of players and they will go off to... Germany, France, you know, Scotland, and we play against games and they'll say, we play proper games. We'll go to Real Madrid, we'll go to Celtic, but then afterwards we might go down to Dundalk or we might play a, a non-league side. So this has helped to sort of kind of develop players and get them playing, inverted commas, real football, proper football, but proper teams. And the B team has graduated through. We've had about six, seven, eight, nine, probably 10 players come through into our B team, into the first team. And it's a real kind of progression path. Um, what's happened is that since we've got promoted now, because when we're in the championship, it's almost like it's a lot easier for players to get into the B team because of the level of football. So it's good. So you'll see these players come through, they get into the first team and then they'll sort of kind of move with us. Since we've got into the Premier League, it's been a lot harder because obviously the standard is a lot higher and you come into the B team. So we've actually seen a lot less players actually kind of make the graduation into the first team because in effect, what you need to do, the B team needs to bring in better players, better quality players, and so that they'll step up into the Premier League. So it's been harder. So we haven't had that many players come through. So as Episodic, we were an expert in the B team. And we, we flew over to Dundalk and we actually saw the B team play against Dundalk when we were there as you, on a Wednesday night, you know, because we were quite excited. I mean, all the players, they knew us. We used to interview them. But at the moment now, I must admit, we don't actually know th th that much about the B team because it's almost like there's a big gap between them and us. Um, however, um, I remember we went to the U.S. and this is how things have changed as well. We went to America in the summer. Brentford went on U.S. tour, um, U.S. tour, and, and we played in three cities. We played in Philly, then we played in Atlanta. We played Brighton, Atlanta, and then we played Aston Villa in 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 Washington. And I went down to Atlanta. We're sitting inside there in the dome, and if I remember rightly, all of a sudden this kid comes on, and I'm like, who's who, who's this kid? I said, like, and I see him, he comes on, he starts taking a few players on, and he's, like, really, really confident. And I'm like, oh, he's Michael Olakibi. He's been playing for the for the B team. And I'm like, what? And we've actually taken him from, you know, from the UK out to America and play, and play with the first team. And I'm like, yeah. And I thought, that they must think really, really highly of him. And I was really, I was really impressed because it's one of those ones, it's almost like a bit of a, a Michael Owen moment. You remember, I don't remember, I mean, going to show your age here, but when my, I, Michael Owen sort of kind of came into the side 
when he was just young and he was fearless and he used to take people on and you sort of think, oh, he's quite good, isn't he? And it was really sort of kind of very much like that. Um, so, of course, you do a little bit of more research into him and, and basically he's an out-and-out out, um, winger. He's He's got skills, you know, so if you look on the YouTube, if you look at his kind of videos before he signed for us, he's like a very, very skillful player. But what Brentford do is that they take these players in, we teach them to play our way of football and we try to get them to kind of like, you know, kind of, I hate to say man up because it sounds like, oh, you've got man up. But, you know, try to get him to actually play senior football and understand the sort of kind of the hard knock life of playing senior football. So that's what they've been doing. And to, to be fair, he's been getting some, you know, some game time. He hasn't been playing sort of you know, an hour and two hours, but he's been playing sort of 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here, coming on. And if you see him, he's he's fearless. He's, he's not like scared. He, he will take players on. Um, uh, he'll take them, you know, he'll, he's will he got no problem with taking players on. Um, I think he, there's a couple of games where I think he could have scored. He was quite close to not scoring. Um, I, I think his position, and I'll say I think, because obviously, like I said to you, I haven't seen loads of B-team games. I've just seen him play for the main team. His position, I think, is a straight-up winger. Well, we did inquire whether or not he plays a wing back because, as you probably, you probably don't know, Brentford have had about three million injuries, and in in effect, all our fullbacks have been out, and we've been really struggling. So we we thought maybe some of these players could step in and become a yeah. wing back player, but he's not, from what I can gather at the moment now, he's not a wing back. He is more of an out and out winger. Uh, I did also notice I was excited when he came on against one game, and then he went. Um, and then uh, we also had we had our wingers in that game already. We had at the time Brian and Boomer, who's now injured as well. And and I can't remember who was playing on the other on the other wing, but he came on because I think we needed to get a goal. So they put him more into the middle. And I remember when he was playing there, and I was looking at him playing, and I noticed that older senior players kept on indicating, "No, you should be doing this. You should be doing that." And to me, it seemed like that it was an unfamiliar uh, position for him, and he probably wasn't as effective in playing at the position as he normally would do. So. For me, you know, he's going to come to you. He's fast. He's direct. He's exciting. I think he's going to relish the chance that playing against players. Yes, he's going to um, make mistakes because he's only young and he's only played a certain amount of, of league football. But I think that he's going to be uh, really exciting. Also, quite interestingly, is that traditionally I think he's a right winger, but I've actually only seen him pretty much playing on the left hand side. Um, and the, and I think the reason for that is that obviously Brian and Bumo normally plays on the right hand side, so you know and Bumo normally kind of stays and plays on. So he's coming on the left hand side, which is a, uh, the side for us, which was causing us a few problems. We didn't, you know, we didn't we, we put players there and they didn't quite deliver. Like Keen Lewis, part of the time wasn't quite delivering. We said because Tony is out, he's been playing through the middle. Um, Sharda kind of was playing there sometimes, but he's got injured as well. So that's been his position for us. So it seems he's a bit multi. He could play on both sides on the wing. And also, there's also the thing that he can play up front if he wanted to, but he's most definitely better as a winger. Fair enough. Well, that sounds uh, like we're in for a, for an absolute treat with him. Billy, I really appreciate your, your time this evening. Hopefully, Tony doesn't go anywhere uh, in the last 20 minutes, or, or for your sake, hopefully. For our sake, it would be quite nice if he did. But uh, really appreciate your time uh, this evening, Billy. Thank you. Okay. And good luck for the rest of the season, everyone, the posh fans, yeah? And, and to you, mate. Uh, Craig, it sounds like we've got uh, the next uh, the next one along the line there. Another lone player that we can fall in love with. Um, I mean, this is this is exciting. Uh, this is yellow block, Craig. I should throw it out. Sorry, I, I forgot that there. Didn't I? Um, it sounds like he's coming to us with uh, all the traits of a good posh signing. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, I've mentioned this before. Um, I used to be a wing myself, so it's, it's always an area that I'm, I'm more invested in than any other part of the team. Um, I always look out for it. And I think that's probably why I tend to give some of the players more of a hard time in those areas at the same time. But um, 
from what I've seen, and I'll be honest, I've only seen YouTube clips. What I have seen has been really, really encouraging. Um, I can totally back at what Billy said. That he, he, what he said is true. He does like to take on his fullback as well, which is great. Likes whipping a ball in. So, yeah, full steam ahead. Looking forward to it. And uh, Sarah, just before we we let you go, it's um, what are we now 20, 20 minutes. I feel like I'm doing like some sort of like comic relief kind of getting through the <laughs> trying to get through the years. Yeah, so yeah, we'll do we'll do a totalizer soon. It's uh, I mean, it's looking like there's no news, which will take us as good news. You you really talked about the positives of this team and and where it's going and and you know how how it's in an upward trajectory. We talked a, a little bit about Ricky J Jones. If there was a another player, Ricky excluded, that you could spend some time with, just focusing on that finesse and and just kind of getting that extra one percent from. Who in this squad do you think would benefit the most from that? Who do you feel could could kind of be used to that that mentorship and kind of take that next step? Oh, that's you're putting me on the spot there. Wow! Um, <laughs> Just trying to offer your services out. To the yeah, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, I'd love to work with Mason Clark. I think, like, obviously, he's been unbelievable this season. Like what he's he's done with his goals, his assists, how, how his plays come on. So I'd love to work work with him. Obviously, just maybe from a outside perspective like seeing little bits and pieces that maybe kind of you say give them in the one percent he's he's obviously doing great work himself um but i'd love to kind of just help help him along just give him yeah. some, maybe some extra little bits that maybe that he could take in it's it's it's, it's just it's fantastic to watch to watch the the progress of the of the of the young team like they've all you can see like they're how they're growing <clears throat> from the big say from the beginning of the season to now how they've all kind of they've all grown in stature and they've all kind of they've they've got more and more confident they've gelled as a as a team um and I really think like they've they've got that, that belief that they can they can drive this to the end of the season have you seen much of um Malik Mubasil uh at a player we haven't really seen a lot of as, as a fan technically I've I've been raving about him on this pod is he a player that you've seen much do you feel like there's a potential there no, I haven't. I haven't seen too much in. To be honest, he hasn't really featured in when when I've been at, um, to the games. But I've heard a lot about him, so it'd be nice to get down at some stage to to see him. See what he's about. Uh, and in general, favourite posh memory. Which one do you do you think about most fondly when you look back at your time? Um, obviously, that, that the player final was 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 amazing. But the thing is, there were so many. Like when I speak to the boys, it's like the amount of games that we would lose in, and we'd come back and we'd win. And it's like the Cardiff one; we were four 0 down and came back into your four. Yes, I remember it was that. Just, that was great. It was just there was just there was just so many amazing amazing memories. We we were we were we were all out all out attack. It was it was how many how many you can see. Don't worry, we'll score the other end. And I think I can't remember who I was talking to the other week about it, and it was just saying like it didn't matter what. The score was when we went in at half time. We knew if we when once you come out to that London Road end and we get we got one goal, there there was no stopping us. We we knew we were going to win the game. Didn't could we could be three nil down, four nil down, which we were sometimes, and still come back and and win. So they they were fantastic memories. And as I say it, it goes in a blink of an eye. So they're still fresh in my head, but they're ten fifteen years ago. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's. I think I know. I, I think I mentioned this last time you were on. My favorite memory, or not my favorite, but one of my favorite memories of you, ironically, is nothing to do with a game where the, the ball was in play. We were playing at home against Notts County, um, and it was quite a spicy game throughout. It's that the cat making an appearance. There, <laughs> yeah. so, um, it was quite a spicy game throughout, and then at the end, I can't remember what happened, but there was a spark at the full time whistle, and there was just carnage. Twenty two players, subs, managers in the middle of the pitch. It was just a, a huge, I wouldn't say brawl, but lots of pushing and shoving. This is all going on. And then out of this big pile of people, you just walked around the back just applauding the, the fans. Uh, you've got all this going on and you just completely ignored it all and just focused yeah. on the fans. And I think that says, I suppose this is a lot about your character and your personality, which is, yeah, I don't need to get involved in all of that. Um, you were just focusing on the, the fans. And I feel that's, you know, there's no doubt that you, endeared yourself to the fans and the fans would always hold you in the, the highest regard as part of that holy trinity do you still speak much to, to aaron and boydie yeah I, I i text aaron now and then obviously i see his face it, it almost every day on tv so it's hard sometimes <laughs> but yeah no he's, do, he's doing so well like he he's found where he belongs like he's his personality like who he is how he talks, how he comes across, he's he's perfect for for what he's doing now. I know he's on the TV tonight. I think he's doing West Ham, Bournemouth, which is which is an amazing okay, achievement. Yeah. Like he's to, to be doing Premier League games now. It's wonderful. And I've saw Boydie a, a few months ago, and I think he's just in, enjoying enjoying retirement and just. Um, I think we were talking about him, him managing his kids' team and and how he's excited about doing that and. Yeah, we try. It's it's difficult. You 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 move over to different places, and your life moves on. And you have kids, and it's just very difficult to kind of keep together. But when you get back together, it's like you've never been apart. So it's it's lovely to kind of cross paths now and then, and have a have a quick chat, reminisce, see how everyone's getting on, and and then you get back to life again. Well, if the three of you want to reminisce on the yellow block at any point, then uh, you know we can certainly uh, we can certainly make that one happen. It, Boydie's kind of become this. Uh, mysterious creature since retirement we don't quite see so much of am i right in thinking he's in property now and he, yeah, that's where he yeah. focuses his time doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with the game anymore no he's done, i think he's done a few tv commentary bits and pieces but i think he's doing his, his property and i think he's just enjoying say he's enjoying his retirement and yes. kind of growing his hair longer and wearing some <laughs> funky funky clothes yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I know you miss it, but just kind of wrapping up. Do you really miss like Tuesday nights away at Carlisle? Yeah, oh, oh like the for me, everything about it was the hard. The worst thing I used to hate was preseason. That was the one thing I didn't enjoy was just the running in preseason. But everything else, like you, you can't beat it. Like the the buzz before the game, going out, playing, scoring. It's it's something you can't replicate, and I think that's what the the difficulty is when you come out of the game there's something that is, is very very difficult to to replicate um so you have to kind of try and find other avenues to to give you that that same buzz so that's that's why i say i'm going into striker stuff because i enjoy that and i want to kind of see players uh improve themselves and, and hopefully give themselves an opportunity to to be as best that they can be yeah, and I suppose without kind of going all psychoanalyzing, I suppose it must be nice for you to you're almost kind of replaying that out through strikers that you're developing and, and that you're mentoring, you're seeing that success and, and them enjoying the game. That must be um that must be nice to you. Uh, just remind us again then, so what's the best way to get hold of you if it's something that, that somebody was interested in in terms of um on, on social media, I say my, my Instagram, my, my Facebook and Twitter pages, they can go on there and send me send me a message um, and, and then I'll, I'll get in contact with them and, and say, uh, hopefully work with, work with a few people. 
Perfect. Well, uh, so I can't, you know, thank you enough uh, for, for coming on and spending the evening with us. It's been uneventful in the best possible <laughs> yeah. way. Uh, and we had a we had a very um, in-depth answer about um, our new signing from Brentford as well. So that was uh, yeah. that was good. Um, really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, obviously say hello to your partner who did make an appearance too. Uh, and yeah. just if, if anyone did tune in late, that isn't a Christmas tree. Yeah, I don't don't even know what it is. I think it's just a light, a reflection of a light or something. (laughs) Appreciate (laughs) it, mate. Thank you so much. Have a a wonderful evening. No worries. Have a good one, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Greg. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okie dokie. Uh, I've got to apologise. We've got Rob as well as our last... Uh, sorry, I didn't give you any warning there. That I was about to throw you straight in, Rob. Apologies. Um, I, I know you've been sat there since like Monday waiting to, to join. Um, it's been I've been trying to balance far too much. Um, you know, we were worried that there wasn't going to be any news breaking, and there hasn't really. But yet somehow we've managed to uh, we've managed to fill uh, two hours and still get pushed on time. Uh, Rob, it's uh, no news window. I mean, this is good, is it? It's what we talked about. We wanted no news. Good news. Yeah, I suppose last time um, I was on the pod, I sort of said to be to be totally honest, I'd kind of like to get through January unscathed. And um, it sort of seems like that's happened with 11 minutes to go. So barring an absolute catastrophe. Yeah, if, it's, if it does happen, it's all your fault now, Rob. You know that, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> we'll get your Twitter handle up and, uh, yeah, it's all on you. I mean, it seemed just before we came on air, and I see there's a few comments talking about um, Mason Clark, about um, obviously it came through that he was punching in a commentary and then coming back. That, that's not been confirmed. And... Um, Dara hasn't really given us anything. Obviously, I've not been listening to to Twitter because I've been on here, but it does feel like we were all nervous and then for no reason. But then Sam Edwards only was on earlier. Rob was saying that he knows the way this club works, how Dara words things, and you know maybe tomorrow there'll be something that we didn't see coming. Do you, do you think we're done? Do you think there will be anything else? I mean, I, I caught the, the first bit just to see when he was on as to what Dara was saying, and he was cards very close to his chest and sort of politician answers in a sense of I'm not giving anything away whilst seeming like I'm giving stuff away. Um, So yeah, very very difficult to say what's actually going on. Um, There seems to be quite a report on this, this quite a strong link on this Coventry setup. And one of the answers he gave was, I'm not going to get too drawn into a comment, but I did suggest that if anything happens, we're not losing anybody this transfer window between the lines there I kind of did but yeah yeah, how how much of it's true or not and 
keep hitting refresh, but not seeing anything yet. Yeah, yeah there's nothing confirmed on any of the uh, the Twitter sites or anything, so it, it is all still rumours now. Ten minutes yeah. left, you'd, you'd hope something would be announced by 11, really, wouldn't you? You'd hope so. I'm just going to go to our correspondent at KFC Car Park, where Jared Farmer is. I just think he's... Uh, uh, just while he talks to me, Craig, um, we've got no right back other than Katongo. Does that concern you? Um, yeah, I suppose it does, to be fair. Um, it's not not ideal because if something happens to Katongo, obviously, where does that leave us? But at the end of the day, um, we are where we are and we're going to have to go with it. Um, you just got to hope that with the age that these lads are, that if they get battled, bruised or whatever, they'll come through it better than, than a seasoned pro that's um, got a dodgy ankle or a dodgy knee. So ultimately, um, the, the club know best and you've got to put the trust in them. I think, um, yeah, it's 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 a dangerous game, but it's one we're going to have to play now. Yeah. Does anyone uh, think, and I'll throw this out to those that are still with us after two hours as well, uh, that we're going to struggle with squad depth. And I guess, Craig, it kind of builds on what you were saying there around not just that right back position but you can kind of, I think the only position where we've probably got enough depth maybe up front now with JCH staying and maybe in the centre of midfield obviously we've got Fuchs uh, there. I mean everywhere else it feels like we're a little bit light yeah I'd agree with that as well I mean the only thing I got I got posed today by, by a friend of mine was um, if we'd have entered this window and there was an option of having Jed Steerback or Peter Chioso, and we we actually great question. Yeah, we we basically argued the toss over, and for me personally, I, I actually wanted Jed Steerback because I still think with the, the players that we've got out on the field, they can do a role. Um, I think Pilo's done nothing wrong. I want to stress that, but it's that experience between the sticks and everything happening in front of him, and I think he'll give a certain level of confidence to that back line even if it isn't the background that we all want it to be. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Dan, sorry, I'm, uh, I was just distracted there. I need to just, yeah, there we go. I'm glad that producer Danny popped that one up. Uh, 2P worth. This format is really cool and has worked much better than I expected, given how shambolic the pod can be at times. Uh, Dan, we'll take that as a, as a positive. I, you know, I feel like that's a, I'll take that as a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Well, yeah, very backhanded. I mean, shambolic is, is a harsh word. Gerard's not on it that often. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't know if, if anyone's on the on socials, by the way, but there is some uh, some news in Go the on. transfer realm relating to Posh. Dwight Gale is now a free agent, as confirmed by Fabrizio Romano, of all people. Um, I'd take him back at Posh in a heartbeat. Don't know about you, chaps. Rob, would you have Dwight Gale back at the club? I would. Besides earlier, I heard from a, a Stoke fan because I saw somebody else in League One was saying, yeah, he could do the job here. I think it was someone at Derby or something like that. I'd take him. And uh, someone at Stoke who, who watches a lot of reserves has said he's just got no legs and a shell of the man he used to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I, in my brain, going off old school, Dwight Gale, 100%. But from uh, from that comment and a few sort of back and forths with the Stoke fans, I thought, hmm. Maybe I'd have to view him a bit more. But as a backup, you know, hey, look, it's better to have him than no one, I guess. Yeah, and there's the breaking news that Jared was feeding me from KFC Car Park. He, he spotted Dwight Gale in KFC Car Park. Um, he was going to go and ask him if he was signing, but was halfway through his bargain bucket at the time. Um, Joshua Saville, can he play right back? Uh, yeah, it's a great... I did see earlier on, Posh have been very clever with their marketing this evening. And I, I saw on... Um, 
socials that they were pushing the app uh, earlier in the evening when everybody was talking about EMC, uh, trying to get people to download the app. And somebody commented saying, can the app play right back, which I thought was, uh, I do love posh fans. They have a great sense of humour. Uh, does it concern you, Rob, that position? I, I feel like we're being harsh on Katongo here, let's not forget, but he's a centre-back, isn't he? So um, do, is it a case, like Craig said, of trust the manager and trust the process? Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's kind of where we've we've got to get to. I mean, similar to what Craig said, if it was a choice of a hat to pick Kyoso or Steer to return, I would probably have gone for Steer um, based on the fact that I think in past seasons we've had a little bit of an issue with younger goalkeepers and needing that experience to take that pressure off the back line. So, yeah, look, it would have been great for him to come back. The, the few games I've seen Katongo in, a bit 50-50 on, on whether he can play there. But Dornelli seems, the times I've seen him play there, to be able to do a shift as well. Um, so, again, I, I, I would sort of maybe encourage that to, to be tried a little bit more. I know something DMAC was pushing as well. The thing for me, I feel like Tongo makes a very good utility player. I mean, I watched him in the Blackpool away game where he played sort of like a holding midfield role. Um, I think Collins was out injured at the time. And he was fantastic there. He played really, really well. And he dropped back when he needed to and filled the gap in defence. And you know, he, he strikes me as, a, like you said, a very good centre-back, very good, capable central player. I just don't know whether he's got the technical ability to be able to play right back, and especially in a squad like Peterborough, where we need our right backs to be able to cross the ball, to be able to create things. You know, we rely a lot on our fullbacks. I mean, look at um, Harrison Burrows. He's the top assister in the league. He's got more goal involvements than anybody else. And, and it was similar last year. So, you know, we rely so much on our fullbacks that we would need somebody in that role to have a bit of attacking prowess. And I know that a little earlier in the window, we were linked with a, a Joe Ward return. Someone like Joe Ward would be fantastic in the squad. And we know he would be fantastic because he's played under Fergie in this system before. Yeah, it's a difficult insurance. Um, Katonga's done nothing wrong, but lacks the attacking threat PK gave us. And I think it also feeds into what we said before about, uh, I think it was yourself, Dan, I was chatting, I can't remember, it was, I think it was you, Dan, about how um, him and Poku uh, work well as a team. And it's not just, it's something against Katonga, they've just not got that yeah. same relationship. Yeah, exactly. Um, just, uh, just sorry, Dan, just to cut you off, because uh, we've got the posh delegate there, commentary review. I've just, I've got Twitter open for the first time this evening. And there is a lot of posts that are starting to come through from, um, post uh, from handles. Sorry, I'm too shy. From handles that aren't related to posh in any way. Um, there's a lot of transfer news uh, accounts, basically saying that we've agreed at uh, the commentary have agreed a deal for EMC with the player set to return on loan. Does anyone know? Presumably, loans also have to be done by deadline day, right? Um, like that, they have to be done by eleven as well. <laughs> yeah, you, you've got uh, like the the pig slip thing. So I don't know if you remember like the David de Gea saga a couple of years ago. So you've got until the window to submit a extension, which is I think a two hour extension just to get your paperwork done. As long as you've got the deal agreed in principle by eleven o'clock or five two, and you've submitted your, your sheet, right. and you've got a couple of hours to sort your contracts out. But I mean, if if it's not announced by two three a.m., I, I would probably suggest it's not done. I can't stay till then. Should we get the bumper going back? Um, I can't, <laughs> can't stay until I stay until two, three. Um, it's yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I don't know, Rob. I, I know social media. You shouldn't believe everything you see, and I know that often you get these, you know, accounts called transfer news that have got three followers that just throw out random 
rumours, but this does, it's been there all night. I feel like there's enough accounts that are picking this up now for this not to just be a rumour. Yeah, I think I've got it open just to the side here. I've just had a quick look as well. Um, and Peter O'Rourke, who's one of yeah. the yeah one of, one of the very well known uh, correspondents, has reported it. Hundreds of thousands of followers, very well known in the industry. Not the sort of thing that he's just chucking it out from his from his bedroom with you know a few few facts attached to it. Um, and he's now reporting that, that the deal has been done. Yeah. Um, it does say the players to return on loan. Um, but again, still, still nothing confirmed. I think the strange thing was earlier on the pod. Uh, sorry, earlier on on the um, on the bit of the up the, uh, up the posh spaces I caught. Dmac was on and then quickly left and said, "I'll be back in five minutes," and never returned. Um, so I'm guessing something's bubbling away in the background um, because he'd said, "If if something does happen, I've got to go." So in the most frustrating of ways, we spend all evening waiting for news and talking, uh, for, you know, talking about potential rumours and then a uh, window comes and closes, but actually it might be a couple of hours after before the news goes through. I mean, Craig, this is, I mean, ultimately, I mean, I said at the top, top of the show when this news first started to gain traction that we're likely to lose them in the summer anyway. So, you know, if we can get some cash, I guess the only frustration is that we haven't now got time to reinvest that cash, you know, that three and a half million won't be there. I mean, yes, we can spend it in the summer, but will it still be there? I, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, it's. Um, I think this is the biggest problem for me that we seem to leave everything to the last minute. For the last two or three transfer windows, we, we seem to come down to the last minute.com and I don't get it right. We, we seem to limit our options by doing it. Um, you look back at the Johnson, Clark, Harris one in the summertime, that could have been a massive change for us in regards to what we could have been doing now. Um, and cementing obviously a promotion push. Um, I get obviously it's two parties and both parties have got to come to an agreement, but I just wish sometimes we would bring forward our activities and we wouldn't have to worry about doing transfer shows. If I'm being honest, I'd rather get the stuff done early and, and yeah. move on and leave us in that position. Well, the clock has struck, uh, it is 11 o'clock. Happy New Year, uh, everybody. Um, Matthew Morton with us, posh resist offers for England under 20 skipper Edwards, latest from Sky Sports News, Nick House. Peter have turned down several offers today for centre back Ronnie Edwards. The England under 20 captain has been of interest to clubs in the Premier League and Championship this month. The club have also rejected Championship interest in midfielder Hector Kiprianu. So, Dan, the window is closed. Feels like something's going to happen in this. this it's so tour, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Feels like something's going to happen in this next hour or two. We'll hang around for a little bit just in case there's anything imminent. Um, but I've seen. I mean, this is the first time I've got social media open. It, I'm seeing mixed reviews. If I'm honest, people saying it's a shit window. Some people saying it's an okay window. Apologies if anyone's kids are listening. By the way, um, it's a bad window. Other people saying it's a good window. Um, I don't, I mean, I feel like it's a good window, uh, even if he does go and comes back. Yeah, look, Kyoto aside, I mean, let, let's sort of disregard him because he was never technically our player. I think any window as a posh fan that you can, you know, say you've not really lost anyone and yes, EMC might go out, but he's coming back in as a, as a lone player. Any window that you can say we, we've got pretty much the same squad is a good window for us. We are traditionally a selling club. We can't guarantee our players are going to be here at the end of every single transfer window. And so, you know, we're still strong. 
we've still got this is just as, as breaking news. Dwight Gale is spotted in the KFC car park outside London Road. He's not. Um, no, we've, we've got a strong squad. We've shown that throughout the season. You know, we've got goalkeepers fighting for, for their place on the, on the side, which is always good. Personally, it's below for me, but, you know, you can all stick by Jed Steer if you like. Uh, you know. What? You would pick below over Jed Steer? Oh, he's in for the he's in for the golden glove. You can't drop a player after what is it eight, nine, ten gold uh, clean sheets? Sorry, in a season, you can't drop him. Oh, I don't, I don't understand this hate for Bilic Apic. He made a couple of mistakes early in the season when he was finding his feet after he'd not played football in God knows how long. It's hate. It's just realism that steers the better keeper out of the two. I'm not denying that he's the better keeper, but I don't really think it was worth spending that kind of money on his wages, even if for just five months, when we've got below there. Yeah, well, I, 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 yeah. I just don't think it was worth it. But, you know, be that by the by, we've got a good midfield. We've got more depth in attack, which is fantastic. Obviously, we've got a winger that can play on either side, according to the Brentford guy. And potentially even at wing back, which gives Burrows a little bit of, of, of depth behind him, which is needed. I think... We've got a very, very good chance of kicking on now, staying in the top three and, and having a really good crack at automatic. Owen says it's a disaster. <laughs> PUFC Kingston says shit window, no right back. Mason Clark going, haven't got a long term replacement, and only signing we've made is a keeper. Absolute rubbish. Uh, Do we need a long term replacement though? Someone that finally agrees with you, Dan, um, and Ben Hatton. I'm happy with this window, all things considered. Uh, one thing I just want to throw to you then, Rob, uh, let's assume this is going to happen and within the next couple of hours, we wake up tomorrow and find out that EMC has gone uh, and coming back. 3.5 million, I think that's uh, an okay fee for him? It's it's okay. I'm, I'm sure there'll be a level of add-ons as we always manage to, to work out from that. Um, and how Coventry have done certainly last season with with being on the brink of, of sort of getting into the Premier League, they'll have that in the back of the mind. If they do get there, the the conversations around DMC playing there, I imagine there's a there's a hefty sort of sell on and promotion sort of bonus built into that. Three point five front, yeah, it's it's not too bad. I have heard a few people say, you know, it's the whole thing. He's coming back for six months. Is he going to give his all for six months when he knows he's going on to something else, and then? If we do go up, we've got to find that replacement. And there's a few, I suppose, negatives that could be attached to it. So there's a few questions to be asked. But yeah, 3.5, look, it's, yeah, it's, it's okay. I'm sure there's a lot more to the deal than meets the eye. Yeah, and uh, Craig, Justin's 1972, uh, this is on X. Uh, I know we need money, but it's crazy selling him now, even though he's coming back on loan. We need players like him if we go up. If we went up and still decided to sell him, we would have gotten more than 3.5 million up front and 5 million with add-ons that's being quoted. Do you agree with that? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, if I'm being honest with you, I don't. I think, I think that's quite a good figure. I think cash in now... I think that there's also an opportunity to, to bring better in. I think you only have to look at the amount of players that we bring through year on year. Um, and I fully believe that we'll do it again and again and again. Um, we, we, we're trialled and tested at doing it. So I wouldn't be knee-jerking reaction that Ephraim Mason-Clark's not going to be no longer here. He, he, he wasn't going to be here for forever and a day more. He was always going to move on, let's face it, and good luck to the lad. Yeah, I think three and a half million is a decent uh, figure. Dan, you've messaged me. Uh, apparently, we rejected a two and a half million pound bid for Hector today. Where did you see that? It's all over Twitter. I've seen it on a, a couple of posts, to be honest. A couple of, of League One insiders, as they claim, and a couple of fans that don't know anything. Um, you know, 
look, in this transfer game, figures are, are always inflated and, and lied about. So, you know, for all we know that the Ephraim Mason Clark deal could be nowhere near three and a half or five as people are reporting and equally the bids we've rejected for Hector Capriano could be nowhere near two and a half million I know Nathan said in the past that he's, he's not a two million player um, I, I, I don't know what he's worth personally I, I think you know last season we sold Jack Taylor for what was it three and a half three seven five I think it, it was the final figure reported I thought he was worth more than that so so for me Hector at two and a half I, I quite like that but maybe he's worth a little less who knows it, I actually think we, we've got one of the best players that's had no coverage at all, and that's Archie no, Collins. I, I, Archie I, Collins, yeah, yeah, but he's I mean, phenomenal. He's only just I, signed, I, I'll tell you what, he's gone under the radar, and thank God he has. Because I'll tell you what, I definitely would want him if we get into the championship. Him over from Mason Clark, I'd rather keep him. Yeah, yeah I, I, all I'm all I'm thinking now as we go into sort of the the, the prep period for next season is who have Barnet got on their books that we've not? Yes. <laughs> it always seems to work out for us. The, M- the, M- the M1 channel, isn't it? Well, I mean, the thing is, I feel like this, I feel like we've watched a movie uh, and they've turned the power off 10 minutes from the end um, because it feels like I, I, at some point we have to go, let's go to bed uh, because I don't think we're going to get anything now. Ultimately, the window's gone, isn't it? So... From the club's point of view, there's no rush to send this information out. Now, as long as the deal's done, it can wait until morning, isn't it? So I don't think um, anything's going to happen between now and, and us waking up. Uh, in a word then, Rob, uh, successful window, yes or no? Yes. Craig? No. Interesting. Dan? Yes. I feel like this is a debate that is going to uh, continue uh, as well. Uh, I mean, that's a great way to wrap up. I've heard Barnett got this exciting young winger named Idris Kanu. Oh, so he sounds like a good, sounds like a good lad. So he sounds like he could potentially go on and uh, achieve something. But I feel, I feel like at some point we just have to go. Yeah, that's us done. We'll we'll wait and see what we wake up to. Uh, in typical posh fashion, it's been left, and you know we could stay until two a.m. But I, I don't think we will get the news that we want. If the deal's done, it's done. If it isn't, I'm sure we will find out uh, tomorrow. Um, just want to say a massive thank you uh, to you three guys. Massive thank you to Nathan and Sam as well. Um, you know, you guys have really backed up this idea and and added a bit of sustenance. Um, Obviously, a huge thank you as well to uh, Billy from uh, the Brentford pod and uh, also Gab Sutton for coming on as well. Uh, massive thank you, of course, to Craig McCall-Smith. What an absolute gentleman he is. Uh, big thank you to Jared. Uh, he's been sorting guests behind the scene and doing what he can. Um, massive, massive thank you to you guys who have been watching and engaging. Uh, it's been I've loved the, the interactivity of a live show. I think it's really, really good. Uh, definitely something that we will do again going forward. But I just want to give uh, one special thanks as well to uh, producer Danny. Um, we don't mention him enough on this pod. He is, uh, he's not even a posh fan uh, and he gives up all this time for free. You know, for the, the two hours that we give up, he gives up four. Um, and he's frantically working behind the scenes tonight and he doesn't even support the club. So um, kudos to him. He's, um, he's the one that keeps us out of prison, ultimately. Uh, so thank you very much, producer Danny. Some of the audio recordings he's got on his computer could land us in hot water, I'm quite sure. Uh, but no, that was the fear of doing live. But but no, thank you as well. And thank you for all the lovely comments that uh, producer Danny himself is popping up on the screen uh, right now. So that's wonderful. Um, yeah, this will be available to listen back to. Uh, I feel like I've run a marathon at this point. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, thank you so much to all our guests and to 
everyone that's listened. Um, you'll be able to listen back to this on your usual podcast uh, platforms. Hold the phone. Just to... announced. Four-year contract with Posh. No. Ephraim Mason Clark has completed a permanent move to Coventry City, but will be returned to Posh on a loan deal to the end of the season. Peterborough United Twitter confirmed. All right, stand by then. There's me doing that big finish. And then in typical fashion, he has indeed. So this is now confirmed by the official Posh Twitter handle. Ephraim Mason Clark, as Dan just said, has completed a permanent move to Coventry City, but will, in bold, uh, return to Posh on loan until the end of the season. A uh, couple of comments. Toby's, the top one, says, better be shit tons of money. Uh, Tiles has just done a crying face. Uh, that's going to take some um, digestion. Uh, just quickly, Rob, do you still think it's a successful window? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do still think it is. He's still here for the next five months, which is what we needed to do. Definitely. Okay. So, uh, yeah, right on cue, we'll wait all evening for news. And then just as we're wrapping up, there's the news that we've all been waiting for. Uh, it's almost like the club have, have waited for that. But, hey, it is what it is. We've got to, um, we've got to accept it. We will, of course, be digesting that news and discussing it more on the next uh, recorded pod, which we'll get out to you uh, as soon as we can. But, listen, thank you again so much, for everyone, uh, for tuning in. It's been really good fun. I've really enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, uh, go and get some rest. The transfer window is closed. Uh, we've made it through, I guess you'd have to say, relatively unscathed, maybe. Uh, and we're going to go up as champions. So, yeah, up the posh. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.